Hi everyone, thank you so much for joining me at the Dreaming in the Hollow podcast. I am Diana, your host, and today I had the pleasure of speaking with Karina Snow, coach in healing arts maven from Snow Crane Healing here in the beautiful state of Vermont. For the last 10 years, Karina has been working to help people lessen anxiety and stress, also balance hormones, and transition to new phases of life with grace. Her roots are in Chinese medicine and natural health, and she began this path because she wanted to be able to care and treat for herself and her family. She was fed up with doctors prescribing a medication for what she knew in her heart could more effectively and safely be treated by natural means. She wanted personal health sovereignty. Karina is a beautiful um, spirit and guide. Um, What I love about her most is her gentle presence but also she's simultaneously bold and direct um, and super accurate and efficient. <laughs> and uh, we, her and I met at, uh, through the Vermont Womenpreneurs Group based out of Burlington where um, women business owners gather to support each other and share our businesses. Um, and since then i've watched her business transform in the most incredible way um and into becoming this really powerful healing space um, where there is multiple modalities in place along with mindset coaching Um, really powerful work really powerful support and in particular around menstrual health which is why um, I recorded this podcast with her today many many of us mamas and women and folks who identify as women have suffered at some point with our menstrual cycles feeling off balance feeling like we lose control of it or feeling like, you know, after we have children, we've lost a sense of who, what our, you know, who our body is and, and we've kind of disconnected and how do we reconnect? And I find that, uh, what Karina offers is this support with all of her skills and modalities offered to bring you to that place of reconnection and, stepping back into the flow that you seemingly may have stepped out of. So I so appreciate Karina and her work, and I feel I myself am one of her clients. (laughs) And I'm so grateful to share her with you in this podcast and share with you all of her offerings and how to find her. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, Karina. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I'm really grateful to be able to check in with you and talk with you about what you offer. Thanks, Diana. I'm so happy to be here. Great. So just to get started, um, also because this is new for me, because I feel like when I met you, your business was like almost a totally different thing than what it is now and your offerings have really like transformed and evolved. So I'm curious, um, 
you know, what your business is and, and what you're offering to com your community and your clients. And just talk about that for a minute. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, I am a healing arts coach and I focus on the health right now of the menstrual cycle of hormones and as people just as cyclical beings, really. Um, and I do work, you know, with with all genders. Um, but I like right now focusing on the menstrual cycle and hormones because it's shifting and it's moving throughout the month. And I think it's such a great, um, like almost like diagnostic tool where my clients can learn to kind of be their own practitioner and learn to, um, to see what's going on with themselves throughout the month so that eventually um, you know, the thought is to not need me anymore, you know, to be able to have their own kind of personal health sovereignty. That's incredible. <laughs> uh, so you offer this typically through like classes and one-on-one uh, -on -one yeah. sessions too? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so right now I do one-on-one -on -one coaching with individuals and that looks like, um, well, there's, it's kind of a layered approach because my background is in Chinese medicine, but it's also in somatic visualization. Um, and I also do energy work and so, and I'm an intuitive. So what I notice is that, um, I work very intuitively. And so when I'm doing one-on-one -on -one coaching with you, um, there's different elements that come in depending on who you are and what's going on with you in the moment. I often do a healing arts, um, uh, protocol and find out, you know, your health history and background. But then in our individual coaching sessions, everything from mindset to somatic guidance, um, to these individual health protocols, things like, you know, doing yoni steams and then talking about what happened after that and what you felt after that, all those things are coming into play. Um, and then I do offer these healing arts programs. Um, and I teach regular master classes. Right now, the series is on menstrual health and hormone balance. Um, and I do fun things like oracle readings, and then that often flows into my coaching. Wow, that's amazing, Karina. Um, so I'm just curious, um, you know, the path that led you to this place where you're offering just this incredible, incredibly powerful, like full circle, um, you know, healing and, and support around the menstrual cycle. I'm curious, you know, what was it that led you to this place right now? Yeah. Um, so I had one really incredible teacher. Um, I started teaching, I started learning from her in about 2008. Um, and that's Ryland Feeney. And she, I was also a patient of hers and she um, is an old school Asian body worker, just as I am, um, and Chinese medicine practitioner. And we worked together on my menstrual cycle and on fertility for a couple of years. Um, I had really painful cycles and I had really bad emotional mood swings and PMS. And so um, my own history with that, you know, being, especially in like my early 20s, um, being diagnosed with things like anxiety and depression and then being um, put on meds um, that didn't work for me, that didn't serve me. And that, you know, years later, I realized that it was hormone, hormonal, and that it was related real specifically to PMS and to mid-cycle 
mood swings um, and realizing that years later has just put me in a place where I want to um, help people to understand the flow throughout the month and understand, um, really understand their cycles and exactly um, what's going on. So in, in reading the cycle itself, you're finding information that can be helpful? Yeah, so um, yeah, and I think that's a good way to, to look at it is like really reading. So, you know, in the beginning, when I, when I work with you, we just really take a step back and we just observe. We observe what's going on. You um, take notes, you know, just a couple notes every day. What's going on with your moods? What do you notice? Do you feel like you're like flying off the handle? Do you feel like you've got all this energy and heat up in your head? Do you have hot flashes? Do you, are you sweating at night? Um, are you in lots of pain? Are you bloated? Are your breasts tender? Um, do you have constipation? Do you have diarrhea? Like what is going on on a daily basis? And it just takes a couple minutes, but having that information over the course of a month is kind of like the map that then you can read and figure out um, what's going on specifically for you. Because it's different for every single person. Yeah, it's really unique. Yeah. For each person, yeah. Um, you know, just thinking, you know, I just feel like there's an endless amount of women in my life in particular <laughs> who struggle with this. And we're all in our mid to late 30s or early 40s. Um, most of us have had at least two children. And definitely after the second child, it's almost as if you lose complete control of your cycle. It just feels that way, you know. Um, and you're like this whole new body and and you're just kind of on this crazy train ride and you know you go to the doctors and they talk about hormones and they give you all these supplements and you have all these tests that are really uncomfortable um and i find it to be so stressful and just awful when you're trying to mother and and have a partner and have a relationship and just continue to function <laughs> you know yeah, yeah completely so I mean, what you're, something that you said really, really struck me. Um, you know, you're in like this whole other body almost, especially after you have, you know, we notice it after like a second child, I think is where that really starts to come in. I always kind of like joke that like after a first, you know, we're still kind of like normal and still human, but then like, you know, after two or more children, like we kind of start to lose it. Um, and I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> different for everyone but I noticed this for myself and so um, I think a really good way to look at it is like almost like we're recalibrating our system or you know it, the image that comes to mind is almost like you have to like dive into your body again and like refigure out like what what on earth is like going on in your system again like as a new as a new person and I think like curiosity is really helpful um, a lot of times um, after having children, we're so um, like yin deficient. So yin being like the, you know, this is so like Chinese medicine terminology, yin is like that softness, it's that um, quietness, it's that not doing, which you know, with, with children, that doesn't really happen. Um, and so if we get more and more kind of yin deficient, we're doing more, it's hard for us to stop. It's really hard for us to take care of ourselves. Um, 
And so this is the place kind of that I, I usually start is, you know, most people I work with and myself and you know, every, we are a little yin deficient. And so that's usually the kind of place where, where we begin and it's like stopping. I mean, it's not even, you don't even have to meditate at this point because most people can't like that's too much. Your mind just goes crazy, but it's just like stopping and like not doing something for a while. And it's like rolling out the yoga mat and just like lying on it or like lying in a hammock or lying in bed and just like feeling yourself like at rest, not doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, and then it's like step by step, we move back into ourselves again. And what I find, you know, what I loved about doing body work and why, you know, I'll still um, have my people go, you know, my clients go do body work as much as they can is that that seems to take people to that place of being able to take better care of themselves. So a lot of times what I find is that we really need someone to like really take care of ourselves and like body work is such a great way to do it. It's so loving and um, so holding and comforting. And so a lot of times what I find that we need is almost that like fast forward, like five steps ahead. So getting like a body work treatment for people is, is often that then they come home from that, from, from it. And they're like, okay, now I have inspiration to eat some of these foods that make sense for my body. Like now I can go take a bath at night by myself, you know, now I can do some meditation. Um, but we need to almost like hit that pause button. Mm-hmm. So d- in doing that, you kind of are like in a deeper state of listening and can sort of like reconnect to like the yeah. rhythm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right, right. So it's almost like, you know, we're spinning, 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 and you kind of just need to like arrest that spin sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's what it feels like a lot of times. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, and I feel like in the spin, it can become like an unpredictable cycle where, and sometimes you don't even get the break in between cycles or each month is like opposite of each other even. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, I, for the last, um, for the last couple of years or so, I've been, I've been having people do a lot of yoni steaming. And that I found is one of the pieces that, um, you know, that people can do at home if they're able to just stop. It doesn't actually take very long. If they're able to just stop and do that, that can get them to that place where they're actually connected to that yin energy and are like able to stop. And they're always like, oh my God, like that was so amazing. It was easy. It felt incredible. I feel so much better. So it's always what I hear with that. Yeah. I want to talk about that maybe a little bit because yeah. I've only had one experience with it and I've but that one experience, I bought all the materials and brought them home because it was the most nourishing, loving experience I've ever had, you know, and I definitely cried through it and felt so relaxed. Even, you know, it really touched my nervous system too. Yes. Um, and I had been suffering from a lot of lower back pain. Um, it was like exacerbated with my cycle, like inflammation was happening. Um, yeah. And that really was releasing too with the yoni steaming. So just for people who have no idea what that is, um, yeah. where could they, st- I know there's information on your website yeah. maybe, but where could they start? Like what yeah. herbs are simple and safe? And 
Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's super easy. So, you know, vaginal or yoni steaming, although, you know, this can be done, you know, with any gender, um, is really just the practice of sitting over a pot of warm water with herbs steeped in it comfortably. You know, this is really important. Like it should always feel warm and lovely, not hot. Um, and really any herbs that we ingest, that we cook with, or that we use um, as an herbal tea can be used in a steam. If you have things growing in your garden, like lavender, um, like basil, like rosemary, yarrow, calendula, rose, uh, lemon balm, um, you know, all of these can be used. And then, you know, if you want to get more specific, um, if you're looking to create a specific response, and if you want to do this over time, then you can use herbs that like real specifically speak to different parts. Things like mugwort will, um, will get your cycle moving if it's kind of sluggish. Um, red clover is really lovely for, for balancing hormones throughout the cycle. Um, so, what you do basically is um, I like to use a, a crock pot. Um, I have a, one of those oval shaped crock pot inserts, but you can use any pot. You can even just use a bowl and you just boil water and put about half or so a cup of herbs in the pot and pour the boiling water over it, you know, and your pot is maybe halfway full. And then you just cap it and you just let it steep for about 20 minutes. And then you uncap it and when you be in kind of a quiet spot, you know, by yourself, you uncap it and you put some blankets around the edge of your pot and you just undress from the waist down and just wrap yourself in a blanket. And then I really like to kind of squat comfortably, but lean onto like a bed or a chair so that I'm able, you know, you're not like using your muscles at all. Um, and it should just feel lovely. It should feel warm. Sometimes I'll have people put ice cubes next to it so that you can adjust the temperature. And then you just relax and open to what will come to you. And this is really important. You're, you know, you can set an intention beforehand. You can light candles. Um, but I think the most important part of the steam is like curiosity and openness. And it will surprise you like each and every time. This is really ancient, ancient medicine. And it's sometimes helpful to have um, a journal just there. So if you write down things that come up, it can be emotional. Um, and then, you know, you sit there for 15 minutes or if you want to sit there for longer, you can. You can bring in um, some hot water and like, you know, re re reheat it add some hot water to it so it stays warm. Um, and then after you're done, you just dry yourself and you just get dressed. And a lot of times people like to sit quietly and just meditate afterwards or do some, do some writing or do something creative. Um, I think it's really interesting. I've been exploring yoni steaming as a way to unleash our creativity and kind of unleash the sort of like locked in potential that I feel like is so present with with so many people. Um, and you know, our day to day and the work that we do every day kind of like locks our creativity down. And I think yoni steaming is such an amazing way to kind of like unleash that. Um, the steam, I mean, it really does penetrate. It penetrates up through the cervix and it penetrates in a, you know, a very ethereal way also, in addition to actually being incredible for things like fertility. I've had many people do this for two months and get pregnant where they had been trying for two years to get pregnant. I mean, this is kind of just what happens, right? Um, I use this for myself to work with 
mid-cycle pain. I was having a lot of like ovulatory pain. And I found this like within, I mean, usually I say like do three cycles, like within one cycle, this actually helps quite a bit. Um, but yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing medicine. And, and what's a good, like, in terms of the cycle as a whole, what's a good or the best time to do the yoni steam, like in between? Yeah. So you can steam any time except if you're bleeding or if you think that you're pregnant. Um, and then it kind of depends. So if you are, if you're steaming to try to lessen um, cramping um, during your cycle, then I would say steam three times in the week before you're going to start bleeding. Um, if you're doing it to work with PMS, which I also really highly recommend, I would say steam mid cycle. And again, do it, try to do it three times. You can do three nights in a row. Um, you can separate it by a night. Um, if you are doing it for things like, um, you know, connecting creatively, you can set a time, you know, if once a week feels like too much, you can do it once a month. Um, you could do it on like the new moon. It's a really nice time to steam. So it kind of just depends um, what you're doing it for and what your intention is. So even if you have one of those weird, <laughs> I'm just going to say yeah. weird because it feels weird, <laughs> um, kind of after two children, early pre or peri menopausal time where it's like you might be spotting almost the whole month you know yeah yeah then it's fine just um and it, i think it actually would be really helpful if you're having that kind of like spotting throughout the month where you're like what's going on um and if there's if there's not an actual cycle um and there's just that spotting i would say just don't do it when there's an actual bleed happening yeah that makes yeah. sense yeah. yeah yeah okay and so what um I'm curious about the other things you do to the Chinese medicine and the other modalities you work with yeah. um, in terms of the menstrual cycle. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Just wondering how those things support. To support people in general. <laughs> or Yeah, in general, or, you know, um, if we're focusing on the cycle too, you know, I know Chinese medicine is super powerful. I mean, yeah. the, the few things that I've done with it are really like life changing. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it's changed a lot. I mean, I, you know, I closed my clinical body work and nutrition practice in March and, you know, so I'm not doing body work right now, but I do still teach acupoints to people to do themselves. And so um, usually, you know, if I was working directly on the body, I'd be the type of body work I do is very heavy into meridian massage, like a deep meridian massage, and then and then holding the acupoints. So this, especially with a little practice, people can do on themselves. And so what I'll do is I'll teach two or three acupoints um, that you can do sort of throughout the month and throughout your cycle that helps with, with pain and with cramping and with some of the emotional stuff. Um, so that, um, that is one piece. And then I do a lot with foods. Food has always been, um, it's a really natural thing for me. I think that, um, 
I don't know exactly what it is. Um, I think probably like my grandparents and my upbringing just gave me like a really kind of balanced, um, loving approach to food. So I'm really blessed with that. <laughs> um, and it also, like I never come about it from a place of scarcity. Um, it's always like bringing foods in for people. Um, and so I just find that there are certain foods throughout the month that can help drastically improve cycles and i do a little bit of like more like medicinal food adding in like you know you've probably heard of like seed cycling where you're using like different seeds at different types of month and i have people make little balls that's awesome like i've been doing that for like the last year pretty religiously and my own like hormones and cycle are so much improved so i i love that and it's actually pretty easy but then there's other foods that relate to Chinese medicine energetics, which is this whole amazing world um, that can really help. So, you know, talking about like what is really helpful to eat while you're bleeding, what's super helpful to eat right after, because we've lost a ton of blood, um, what's helpful mid cycle, and what's helpful like right before you start bleeding again, right? Yeah, I find that um, after the bleeding, I tend to need like more iron based Absolutely. foods and. Yeah, the fatigue kicks in if I'm not. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah 100%. Yeah, 100%. So it's like, yeah, it's the iron. And then in Chinese medicine, it's, you know, blood deficiency. Um, and yeah, I mean, you usually need, you know, either red meat or if you don't eat meat, then, you know, what's nice about Chinese medicine is that there are all these other blood building foods. Like we think of like all like the kind of dark foods, like dark berries and figs and dark apricots and beets and black sesame seeds all those foods are also blood building as well as like dark leafy greens and stuff so like eating that stuff right after and cherries is actually so so helpful and like really tonifies and builds the blood right after the cycle that's amazing mm -hmm. i was drawn to um lamb's quarters yeah <laughs> seems to have like an immense amount of nutrients in it as a nutritional weed. Um, and I just kept eating it along and I also had red meat too, but it, I was pairing it and it really, it mm. really did help. It's almost like more powerful than, you know, spinach and kale for me. That sounds amazing. I want to go find that in my garden now. It grows everywhere here in Vermont. Okay. <clears throat> go look for it. That's exciting. Yeah, it's a it's delicious. It's a like kind of a nutty taste and Is it bitter? It's not bitter at all. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, it's delicious. Mm. Yeah, and the other thing is like um I'm thinking about different teas that yes. are like recommended for menstrual cycle too. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I remember that you had mentioned that you like red clover, right? Yeah, I had my first experience with the red clover ever um, earlier this year, and um, I'm in a plant spirit herbalism course with the Gaia School um, based in Brattleboro, and um, part of our homework is to do a tea journey meditation with each plant. And so you really drop in and you really connect with the spirit of the plant. And so I decided to work with red clover. It was the first plant I had accessible to me when the class started. And it was about a week before my cycle started. And I um, 
I knew kind of offhand lightly that uh, red clover had sort of like an estrogen uh, based balancer or it, it could create plant estrogens and I typically, <clears throat> according to my doctor, I typically am either really heavy on estrogen or I'm really heavy on progesterone. It flips back and forth. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, so I took it in, an, in a time where I was he heavy on estrogen and um, it was really interesting what happened because normally during my estrogen heavy cycle, I'll get uh, night terrors uh, or nightmares and specifically connected to uh, trauma that I experienced as a child and uh, it's sort of like replays or we come you know it just comes up and I always thought why is that happening you know why does that specific thing need to happen out of all times during my cycle um, and so when I drank the tea um, I went through the meditation it was really beautiful and my cycle came and the dreams came but they didn't stay the same. They shifted into me no longer being the victim to being in an empowered place and me talking to my, uh, to the people who, you know, hurt me or caused or were part of the trauma and telling them what they had done and explaining it to them in the dream. It was so interesting. Very empowering. Yes. Yeah. And I wonder too, if there's, um, you know, there's that nature of red clover that is also that it is actually also like this kind of like um, herb of empowerment. And yeah, I, I find that really interesting. Yeah. And so I didn't feel like, you know, my naturopathic doctor is always telling me to stay away from any type of plant that is estrogen based or could create yeah. estrogen. But actually, I find that um, those plants don't raise my estrogen. They kind of help. There's like a balancing effect that mm -hmm. happens that's important for me. So I haven't fully agreed with her on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's well, it's so it sounds like you're really listening to your intuition. And once you start connecting deeply like that with each herb, which is such a helpful practice, then you get your own information from it. And that information is going to be clearer than any diagnostic test you'll ever take. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The intuitive um, part. Yeah. The intuitive part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, nettle, you can do all cycle, but during bleeding and then right after you know, for that blood, it's very, very blood building. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you can do, you know, well, you can just do a simple infusion. Usually I do it with a little bit of mint just to make the taste better and just steep it for 20 minutes. But you can, of course, steep it overnight too. It's just going to taste really grassy. Nettle is really nice. And then I use, um, I use red raspberry leaf um, mid-cycle through right before um, the cycle begins. And I use that mostly for the kind of PMS-esque symptoms and for some of the mid-cycle tension. People skip over the mid-cycle stuff a lot, but this is coming up a lot more with clients I'm noticing. Um, so that mid-cycle either tension, you feel like your anger is like moving upwards through your head, you feel like your, your rope is really short, <laughs> um, or you're like screaming at your kids all the time. Like I, I like red raspberry for, for all that too. Um, and then 
I'll use, this is all like the simple, I feel like these herbs are so simple, but they're so effective. I mean, I use lemon balm actually throughout the month. I use that as a gentle anti-inflammatory um, and just to kind of like calm and ease. Um, and yeah, those are, those are some of the main ones just to keep it really simple. Yeah. yeah it's amazing how, you know, the, these power, like nourishing herbs are kind of you know, not talked about as much as some of the other herbs, but they are super powerful. <laughs> yeah. And it's like the practice too, right? It's like doing that on like a daily basis. It's, you know, that's such a perfect way to just care for ourselves and just start to love ourselves. Um, for a while, I worked a lot with people postpartum and, and still, still do, but I was going into the home and doing these postpartum care practices with them. And I would teach either the partner or if there was a helper there, I would teach them a few separate things and making just simple herbal teas like this and having it by, um, by their bedside was always like one of the most important things. Um, because it's also like, it's like vitamins and minerals. It's like a really cheap, easy way to, to get in vitamins and, and nutrients, like really, you know, honestly better than taking a vitamin. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's more, it feels more direct, more potent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's going right into your bloodstream. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so I know you're doing this new, so with the coaching, I'm wondering like how that comes in. Cause now we've talked about, you know, the herbs and the, um, intuition and, and these other, um, you know, parts of the whole of what you do, but I'm yeah. curious about the coaching part. How does yeah. that come in? Yeah, I think that um, a big part of me and how I've lived my life is very attuned to um, not just my intuition, but like um, timing and flow and grace and really what I need. And there's always been a little bit of a F you to other people's words and their suggestions. And I'm sure, you know, for my parents, this was difficult. Um, but in a sense, I teach people to do this because I feel like it is so important. And this is the piece that when COVID began, I began to tap into. And it was that um, innate creativity that wants to be unleashed into the world. And it's that story that each one of us holds um, within ourselves for what we are here to do. Um, so honestly, that that's why the coaching is happening. Um, and I've also discovered that for, you know, for 10 years, I've been suggesting and giving people protocols and doing dietary things and self-care. And some people do it if they're ready. You know, there's that thing of like, if you're ready to hear something, a whisper is enough. Um, but for a lot of folks, it didn't happen. And I would still see them, you know, regularly for body work. But when I 
probed a little bit, I realized that they weren't doing all the pieces at home. And this is super normal, right? This is like what we all do, right? We go to our practitioner and they give us the stuff. They give us exactly, if they're a good practitioner and they, you know, they know what we need, they give us exactly what we need and we totally don't do it. Um, and so I got really interested in that space and I'm very like visceral and visual. So I really do see it as a space. And in that space, what I find now is what lies in there is our trauma and our self-hatred <laughs> and our patterns. And so I got really interested in that because I'm like, wow, if I can get in there. And that's what I started to do like five years ago when I got into the somatic visualization is that like I would feel these or people that I worked with would, would feel these areas with inside of them of blockage. And then I'd move them inside and we've moved through it. Um, but I think that the coaching is so effective because it's all within the wires of the mind. And then we can also go in if they're not getting anywhere and move through it with the somatic approach. Um, but if they're able to you know, disconnect and reconnect the right wires so that they're able to do these pieces themselves, then again, like eventually they're not going to need me. They're gonna be able to do this themselves. They're gonna have um, that fluency and that understanding within their own body of what's up. They're gonna know when they start to get off so that it doesn't lead to disease and illness and something, you know, much more extreme down the road. Yeah. That's amazing, Karina. I can see myself as one of your clients all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It becomes a little clearer. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just that most recently I've realized that, you know, the body keeps score with trauma. So no matter how, you know, much healing work I do and how much mindset work I do, my body still holds memory that I need to work on, right? And I realize, you know, the symptoms of the PTSD and the trauma have affected my hormones and have affected my cycle and have, it almost feels like, you know, maybe there isn't an imbalance per se, but it just feels like it, it can throw it off, you know, and because it, it's all part of my nervous system, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, in Chinese medicine, like we don't have that word hormones right? We have all these different patterns. Okay. And a lot of the patterns are because of emotions or they result in us feeling a certain way. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So I like to look at it that way. So like traumatic patterns, you mean, or like so learned? Every, every single one of us um, is almost like this um, like this path, right? So because of whatever, it can be because of trauma, it could be because of physical trauma, it could be because of emotion, emotional trauma, um, it can be because of sexual trauma, it kind of doesn't matter, right? Because of the path of our life and because of our, honestly, kind of like our DNA um, and what's been passed down, we're moving in a different direction towards the end of our life, right? And we're, <laughs> we're all kind of moving there, um, but we're moving um, on, these different, on these different roads. And for some of us, 
Um, it looks like, like I talked earlier about like yin deficiency, you know, for some of us, it looks like a path of yin deficiency. So this is, this is going to sound a little like sad and depressing, but this is kind of just how it is, right? So the path of yin deficiency through our life might look like getting kind of like drier and more rot and more stressed out and kind of thinner. You know, I think about that, um, towards the end, whereas a path, um, of like young deficiency might become more and more sedentary we might put on a lot more weight we have less and less energy um, throughout our life right so we're kind of all we're all falling into these in one sense or another the so the young deficiency that sounds like me <laughs> yeah and honestly we're we're a lot of us are it's it's both right right and it's a mix. And a lot of times something takes um, predominance, um, but we're always, you know, we're always kind of, kind of a mixture. And especially as, you know, as you know, when we're younger, maybe it's one thing, but as we get older, you know, our patterns become a little more complex. That's just how it is. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be pathological, you know, but it's just, it's, it's essence. It's something to know about our bodies. You know, if you're, if you have a tendency to be more young deficient, you're usually a little colder. Um, you know, your digestion might be a little softer. Um, you might be a little more tired. Um, you might love warm beverages. You might feel really good if you eat soups and stews. Um, those might be really healing for you. Salt is probably really good for you. You probably have some stuff going on with your adrenals and your kidneys, um, right? So that's just, it's like a little picture. It's like a little picture. I'm like mm -hmm. making a heart. <laughs> yeah, you just described me to a T. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, Vey, um, before I start digging into your masterclass, I just, you know, I feel like we've covered so much so quickly here. It's really amazing. I wanted to just check in with you and see if there is maybe some other topics here that I'm not touching upon that you want to share. Because again, all of the things that you're offering now are pretty, you know, even new to me um, from when yeah. I met you not too long ago. Because um, we met through the Vermont Women Preneurs Group, yeah. correct? Well, I saw you, I saw a video that you did on stage and I was, um, I think I was really drawn to that because that you were so honest. Mm -hmm. and I was yeah. like, oh, she talked about like anxiety mm -hmm. and cannabis and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so great. That was quite an experience. I think there was like 300 people or something in that audience and a big bright light and on stage by yourself, which was new for them. Normally there's like eight women on stage with you. So quite an experience yeah 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 that's a great group well i think um because you know i've i've kind of been put into this creative realm um recently i i really enjoy um thinking about my projects and my offerings in that way um there's you know, I, I tend to describe myself a lot of times as fiery or with a lot of air, like kind of untethered. But um, what is really helpful for me is a little bit of grounding and a little bit of earthiness. And I do have, there is that strong like earth mama component within me. It just doesn't look the same way as it does in others. And so recently, 
um, well, months ago, I had this idea that sort of combined those two. And it was before COVID. And it was this idea of traveling around and harvesting, doing wild crafting, or maybe even visiting people's gardens and harvesting um, from the land and creating an herbal botanical based on kind of that moment and that place in time. And then having that as this, as this offering. And so it kind of combined my love of travel and exploration and kind of newness um, and with, with the kind of earthy um, wisdom of plants, which is so helpful for me, but that I don't always remind myself of. So then um, recently um, I was, I can't remember the moment that it happened. I think I was harvesting um, black currants maybe with, with my son and then Oh yeah, I remember what happened. So I was harvesting black currants at his little school, and then I realized that there's all these other herbs growing around. There was some lavender, there was um, some bee balm, and so I decided to put them all together and create. I've been making oxymels, which is like the apple cider vinegar and honey um, blend that I love because there's no alcohol in it, and there's just something really gentle and beautiful and magical about it for me. Um, so I decided to make one for his teacher, who I feel like has just been such, um, just a strength and like such a good inspiration to us all at that school. Um, and especially through this time, she's just stayed really connected to us. So I wanted to make her something. And then I realized that this was something that I could do and offer it to my people and, and my clients too. So I made an oxymel from my garden and from my, I live in the woods, so kind of my neighborhood also. And I harvested thimbleberries and lavender and calendula and, um, and bee balm. And it's this beautiful kind of reddish, there's raspberries in there. And so that's brewing right now. And then I'll, you know, kind of package that and get that out. And that has been just like beautiful for me. You know, I, I had a story of my own for a long time that said that I couldn't, I wasn't good at creating herbs that I would mess it up. And so, you know, just like moving past that story and being able to have this like really creative, it just feels like a creative offering um, has been, has been really important. Um, yeah, that it's incredibly grounding, incredibly healing to yeah. wield medicine from the earth. And, yeah. and it is, it is magic. Yeah. It is to me. You yeah. Know, it's healing for you and it's healing for the people you share it with. Yeah, this thing happened when I was harvesting, it started to rain a little bit. And so I collected some of the rain. And then I realized that I could use my, um, my own energy to move in the essence of what I was trying to create. And so it started to become this whole other thing of, you know, I harvested the thimbleberries like every day for a week, because you can only get a few at a time. And so it became this, this piece of medicine, which is like helping us move step by step towards our vision. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I do that with calendula because you know how you have to pick the heads off for it to keep flowering if you want it to keep flowering. And so ah. throughout the summer, it becomes even both a morning and evening like meditation because it's amazing how fast the flowers come. You really have to keep up with it mm -hmm. or else it goes to seed and it stops flowering. <laughs> so I do yeah. that in the summer. I go out in the morning and 
harvest a basket in the evening. I try to get my kids to help me too, because it is a labor of love for sure. I love that analogy. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about your masterclass a little bit, because this is fairly new and you're offering this now, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So this is something I'm doing um, twice a month right now. And right now the topic is um, hormone balance and menstrual health. And so every other week I do it live in my um, private Facebook group. It's called Crown to Root. And we have a kind of a general topic um, for the hour that we get together. And then there's openness if, there, if people have had questions. And so what I like to do is to focus on one aspect of the cycle or of hormone balance that I feel like has been so helpful in kind of um, me breaking through to the other side with clients, with my own health on this path. Um, and so this week, you know, on Friday um, at three Eastern Standard Time, um, we're meeting and we're going to talk about um, how to how to kind of break through into that space of self-love um, and being able to care more deeply for ourselves. Um, and then um, we're going to do some exercises on observation, kind of mid-cycle to right before the menstrual cycle. I always like to talk about, um, you know, kind of what's going on at those times and like, what do you notice and how to kind of get a, like a snapshot of your cycle so that then if you come to me, you, you're like very clear about what exactly is going on. Because it takes a little time. It takes a little bit of observation, usually about a, a month of just observing yourself to kind of like know what's up. Um, yeah, and I think that there is just so much, I mean, I started to, I started the idea of this class and I was like, oh, this will be like one week. And then, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, no, 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 <laughs> this, I mean, this is like really like months and months. There is just so much, um, there's, there's so much that we can tap into. And so it's really great. It's just a chance to kind of like ground into ourselves a couple of times a month and to just gain little glimmers of insight and to have tools to kind of bring back home to, to your life that you can start using right away. Great. Yeah. I've been in the Facebook group for a little while and I really appreciated like the topics that you throw forward and things to think about. And, you know, you bring something up and I'm like, yes, that's exactly right. It's really helpful. Just in the most, you know, the simplicity of it is like hearing somebody else yeah. say the exact thing and you're like, oh, I'm not Absolutely. alone with this. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm a very honest person and I, um, I, I really try to hold integrity like from myself and from actually what I understand. Um, I have never done very good at teaching things that I haven't understood yet, mostly in my own body. Um, so I tend to stay within those, those boundaries, honestly, because for me, because I am such a visceral person, um, you know, feeling it is really, really important to me. Um, I think, you know, sometimes people come to me with things that are going on with them. And I, if I don't feel it, I usually don't feel that comfortable working with it. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's been an interesting thing that's come up for me. I'm like, wow, okay, like, this is really part of me. Like, I really do need to feel and understand this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So in the masterclass, you're spending months with them, time with them, and it's kind of, you know, checking in and pra doing practices in the Facebook group, and then there's coaching with you. Um, so you're yeah. you're learning about that person's cycle just through communication and and then teaching them the tools they need to sort of reconnect and kind of get you know maybe more into the flow of what's going yeah. on yeah absolutely so yeah and there's two things there's a free master class in the facebook group and and then there's like the program that i have that begins um september 18th and that's like a that's a you know a 12-week program where we really get into hormone ba hormone balance and um and we do look individually at each person's cycle and see what's going on and look at all the emotions and we do group coaching and we do food. We do a lot with like sugar stuff, which affects so many people. Um, and we look at daily exercise routines and there's a ton of accountability. Um, yeah, so there's, there's a couple of things there. Great, so if, if somebody who's listening is like really interested and really wanting to understand um, or go deeper into what you do, where could they go to access, like for starters, that free masterclass to get an experience with you um, yeah. and find you? Absolutely. So I would say if you're not in the Facebook group, definitely join there and it's crown to root. Um, you can also visit my site, snowcranehealing.com. And there is a link there up on the top. It says masterclass. You can put in your email and I'll get you all the information there. You can just go straight to Facebook and join there. Um, I do free calls with people all the time. I think that's a great way. Some people, a lot of people just need that one-on-one -on -one for 20 minutes just to hear my voice and vibe me out. And I think that's really, that's really fun too. So those are some great starting places. Great. And then are you on Instagram as well? Uh-huh. Yeah. Just Karina Snow on Instagram. Great. Amazing, Karina. This yeah. Such incredible work that you do. And I, you know, I was so sad when COVID hit because you were going to come here to be your, yeah. to do an incredible Yoni steam yes. for the yes. community, whoever wanted to come in the community. And I was so looking forward to that because I, I just knew it would be incredible and that, um, you know, there's so many women just in my immediate community that um, really need this kind of support. They really, really do. And they're looking for it and they're moms yeah. and they're busy and they're go, go, go. And they're, you know, not able or not taking the time to, to slow down and, and get back into their own rhythm. So I'm hoping that they're all going to listen to this <laughs> as I share it and, and connect with you in this way, if we can't be in the yurt together, you know? Yeah, I've been thinking of doing a virtual Yoni Steam. I think that would be really fun. Oh, and then yeah. coming together in a group and talking about our experience because I, the experience that people have, especially the first time, is so they're so surprised <laughs> at how much they enjoy it and so much comes up that I think, um, it, yeah, it would be a great sharing circle. That would be incredible and a really um, creative way for us to connect, you know. Yes of being separate and I yeah. do hope that in the future if things pass and calm down that you'll be able to come at some point yes and, and offer that yeah. here that'd be so great yeah yeah I love that good well thank you so much Karina for coming on and sharing this incredible information and um, I look forward to 
seeing you at some point. <laughs> Thank you so much, Diana. This is great. Yeah, great. Thank you, Karina. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Dreaming in the Hollow podcast and supporting my mission to bring more light and healing into the world, more accessibility and education on complementary medicinals and topics on healing and support for the journey. Head over to mountainhollowmedicinals.com to learn more about me and what I offer here in the northern woods in Vermont. Make sure to stop over at patreon.com slash mountainhollow and subscribe for just $2 a month to receive offerings and gifts from our guests of the podcast, um, tarot readings and meditations and support directly from me. Right now, there are over 58 offerings on our Patreon page. Becoming a subscriber to our Patreon page directly supports this business and just offering more and more to our community. Check out the information in the show notes to learn more about the guests on our podcast and any other resources I might share with you. Thank you all. Deep gratitude from my heart to yours. Be well. Thank mm-hmm. you.